Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Okay, it's so weird. This is three weeks in a row now. It's done this to me. And I'm pretty sure it's in the beginning of each episode, me going, can you hear me now? Oh, no. And it's because for some reason, uh, I have my headphones plugged in. I go <laughs> to, like, send you guys an invite, and it starts playing music. The second I go to send you an invite, all the music cuts out. And then I hear you guys join through my phone, but not through my headphones. And then every time I have to unplug my headphones and plug them back in, it's fucking driving me crazy. That is super weird and annoying. Oh, Anchor, if you're out there listening, just go through our podcast and write down all the bitching complaints. (laughs) And fix all of them. All of them. One at a time. Passive aggressive way to do nothing and still complain about it. I like it. I like it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How's your day going? Not, not bad. I've mm-hmm, mm-hmm. been like vaguely productive. Not like crazy. I'm dying now. Productive, but like, oh, okay. Got some recycling over. Got some laundry done. These kind of things. I was too productive earlier in the week, and I pulled some fucking muscle in my leg. <laughs> Ow. Ah. Uh, um. What's the weather up there like? I, I called one of my one of my factories up north there, and he's like, "Yep, we're under a blizzard warning." I'm like, "What? It's like 83 here." Uh, yeah, it like it. We had like one nice day two days ago, and then now it's just like shitty, like kind of cold. I think it's gonna thunderstorm later. Um, I think it was yesterday. Maybe I was out walking da- dogs, and I was like, "It's hailing on me right now." Oh. <laughs> That and sounds terrible. Yeah, and it wasn't, like, huge, but it was like, oh, it's raining. No, that's definitely solid. That is solid. That is solid. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, that, that, that moment where you're like, maybe it's just okay. Maybe it's just sleet. And then you see it break somebody's windshield. And you're like, mm-hmm. Mm, guess not. Yeah, I'm not going out today. Yeah. So that was oh. not fun. But uh, right now it appears to be, like, 50-ish, but it's also supposed to storm, like, in a couple hours. That sucks. Storm like what? Like thunder snow? Uh, I don't know. I think just thunderstorm, but I don't know. Have you ever seen a thunder snow? I want to say yes, but I don't recall. I know that there was one in the snowmageddon of Illinois, if you were in Peoria at that time. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that shit was crazy. I think my brain is just like... Look, there's good weather and there's bad weather, and yeah, that's that's all. And I don't want to accept the bad weather, so I'm just gonna put it all in one group. <laughs> there you go. That's kind of how I look at like uh, people. I don't really <laughs> define people any way other than good people and bad people. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> like you're either a good person or you're a shitty person. I don't see beyond any of that. <laughs> it's pretty easy for me. <laughs> kind of fantastic. Yeah. It works for me, all right? Whatever. <laughs> it's like I I had this friend, Jake, and uh, we were high school, well, grade school and into high school buddies. And uh, he used to have this hilarious thing where, like, we'd be driving together and, uh, you know, we we'd never know where we were going. Nobody on the podcast under the age of, like, if we have any listeners under the age of 30 <laughs> are going to know what the life was like without GPS. Oh, my God, yeah. But uh, remember when you had to, like, 
print out directions to oh, stuff and oh i do i do <laughs> and it'd be like multiple pages long and you had to have some co-pilot that knew what the fuck they were doing otherwise someone could be like really shitty at it and they're not paying attention and you're like oh, dude what which yeah. fucking turn are we at oh god cross-country trips like that were always the worst <laughs> but anyways jake he he was great man he like hated that shit and so he would just be like I don't know. We need to go over there. We're going to go that way. And that was literally his motto for like everything coming to drives. Like we would get lost downtown and be like, I don't know. I see the tower over there. Well, let's just head that way. (laughs) It works. It's funny because that probably ended up half the time working better. Oh, oh, yeah. Because like MapQuest, if that's what you're using, like it was always old and wrong. Like, yep. Or inevitably it'd be like, turn left and it would actually mean like the left after the left you saw first because it didn't count that weird side road that you counted because it was a left (laughs) right and it had no understanding of like closures and road construction and a car being stuck on the highway like now we have apps for all of this yeah and we can like reroute and stuff but back in the day back in the day sonny you just have these paper things that you looks like your grandma printed out with like six extra sheets that you don't even need and it's like what the fuck is this <laughs> and then you miss one turn and you're screwed yeah. and then yeah. three hours later we're gonna we're gonna do pull over at the nearest library and like <laughs> print out a new one you don't even know where the library is no <laughs> gps person where are all the white women at Oh, that's quite a way to come in, David. (laughs) Uh, We were just talking about the days before GPS and when you had to, like, print out, like, your instructions. Like MapQuest? (laughs) Yeah. Yes, yes. Nobody will ever know what that was like. Yeah, sadly, I don't think I missed that at all. I don't miss that at all. Oh... So I'm going to Hong Kong next week. Yeah? Yep. Remember, like, a podcast ago when I was like, I don't think I have to go to China. I do. Yep. <laughs> I was wrong. I'm going to Hong Kong, and uh, we're going to take a flight from there into mainland China. And uh, I got to go look at a mold that's moving from one factory to the next. Sounds riveting. Oh, well, you know, riveting is actually kind of funny because we rivet those chairs, so I'll, <laughs> I'll accept it as a pun for the situation. I was hoping it would apply, but I really had, like, no idea if it would or not. I, I so. think my bosses may have splurged and uh, gotten the ever-so-slightly-not-shittier package, and I think I was looking it up online. I think I get, like, one inch extra wide space. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's so funny that on, like... An airplane, they actually put that as a bullet point. Like, one inch of extra space. And it's like, that is nothing. And how much more are you charging me for this? Yeah, it's like, uh, you really want to draw attention to that? Like, like, did I send you guys the picture of the proposed uh, stand-up seats? Yeah, I think I uh, just didn't even look at that because I didn't want to think about it. <laughs> oh. No, because I did look at it, and I was like, what is this? And then when I realized it, I was like, oh, oh. To picture it, it's basically a bicycle seat with a hard 90-degree back to it with a pillow that goes only up to, like, the middle of your back. And you're basically, uh, knees are touching the seat in front of you. Nope, 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 
okay. It's okay because it's economy, economy. <laughs> I mean, like, I'll be honest, it really doesn't sound like the most uncomfortable thing ever. Like, I kind of like standing and leaning on shit. But Dude. on, like, on the principle of things, I'm just like, ah, no. Think about the entire weight of your body for, like, for me, like a 17 hour flight resting on your taint. Oh, God, no. Dude. I mean, like, I was thinking, like, short haul flights, like, <laughs> you know, two hours well, yeah, tops. If you had to go to, like, San Jose to LA and the ticket was, like, $15, sure, I get it. Yeah. But something tells me it's not going to be that case. <laughs> something tells me someday I'm going to be on, like, a commuter flight from here to, like, Detroit or Chicago. And I'm going to be crammed in that motherfucker with my bag sitting on my lap and two people on both sides of me and me just wanting to die. I'll have a panic attack for sure. Yeah. Why I haven't can't thought we just... about the proximity to other people's. That Maybe this is, this is 2019. Why can't we have the ones like in, in the fifth element where you just like slide into a tube and they fucking knock you the fuck out? <laughs> Well, the would Fifth be... Element is on uh, Netflix, by the way. Oh, good plug, good plug. And um, a trailer for Luke Besson's new movie just dropped yesterday. What what movie is this? Uh, Anna. Uh, I don't know if I know about this one. That's pretty interesting. I think I don't know. What did you think of it, Jess? Uh, I think it looks pretty interesting. Um, it definitely has a lot of like. Lucy-ish qualities to it. Like, it kind of reminds me of that one. And, yeah. Uh, I noticed they made a point to highlight that he was the director of Lucy almost immediately. Like, hmm. I wonder if he just enjoyed working with models because I noticed that they had a model for the main character again. I enjoy that he enjoys working with models. Yeah, I mean, think about his history. He's not exactly looking in the tubby girl section. He always just grabs the like tiniest little model that he can yeah. find. Um, yeah. yeah. Which I'm not sad about because they he does at least tend to like he he tends to choose like models who aren't just like oh I look good in clothes but are actually like talented. Yeah, oh, he I'm gets all to... into it. Like with Mila Jovich, he yeah. was, uh, I mean, that was before they got married. But when they when they were doing The Fifth Element, him and Mila Jovich came up with their own language and they spoke it to each other. And they were only people on set that could know what they were t- saying to each other. And that's the language that Lee Lu uses. That's fantastic. And then they ended up getting married. And then, you know, she was really young, though, wasn't she? I can't remember. I feel like probably. probably. Oh, so... Uh, can we talk about black holes? Sure. What'd you guys think of that picture that came out this week? Um, it's pretty remarkable. I feel like my mind still hasn't quite processed it. Like just having like <clears throat> right. having grown up knowing or thinking that that would not ever be a possible thing. <clears throat> yeah, I think like, that's kind of the I... basis of my astonishment right now. Yeah. Go ahead, David. But just not even like not possible like in my lifetime, but like not possible like period. Right. I think it's kind of really awesome. And like the amount of like the amount of like human ingenuity and cooperation 
that had to go into making this even possible. Right. It's like astonishing. And and hundreds of years of mathematics built up to understanding what it could potentially look like and then knowing what to look for and then finding it and then fucking getting a photo of it. <laughs> yeah. And it's really interesting too how how remarkably similar the predictions of what it would look like actually look more accurate. Yeah, I bet Christopher Nolan was just sitting there with a big old chubby that day, huh? <laughs> He's just, he just sitting in his bathtub like like Scarface, and he's just like watching his movies over and over again. And then that like pops up on the news feed, and he like brings it up on his screen, and he just is like, "Yes, suck it." Because I mean, he they nailed it. I mean, they they put in a little bit of artistic stuff for the audience, obviously, to sell it a little bit better. But I mean, his version of what it would look like was based on mathematic models, and now we just have confirmed it. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And I like, think, too, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, kind of on the uh, inspired by interstellar sort of, like, thinking. The idea that, like, it's just impossible to ever see or know what is on the other side of that event horizon. That, uh-huh. I think, really, really blows my mind, too. Because it's not like... I don't know, like, you know what? Somebody, yeah, it's, I have a hard time. You know, grasping. somebody blew my mind about that. They they were talking about how in like trillions upon trillions of years from now, eventually, all of space as we know it will be black holes. Like, essentially, <clears throat> their mass will just keep growing and growing and growing until they take up all space, and there will be a period of time where everything is black holes. And I was like, what? No, that hurts my my brain a little bit because of that. I mean, that it, as far as space goes, and space terrifies me, um, but fascinates me. Um, yeah. uh, dude, there's nothing scarier than a black hole, and the fact that we got a picture of it is awesome. <clears throat> and the way that that guy on that video described it helped a lot, helped me understand what I was seeing a lot better. Um, and I love that he even though he hadn't seen the photo he guessed how they would probably see it at an odd angle and what everything would look like but then also i just was like blown away by the fact that the light that we're seeing is light distorted by time space that is bent and wrapped around and shot back at us at an arc and it's like whoa what (laughs) like light can only go straight but time can bend and so therefore light can bend and it's just like oh my god this whoa <laughs> yeah uh and like I, he the guy was describing about that that space in between all of the hot burning debris that's being pulled into the event horizon and that little bit of space and by little bit of space i mean like multi galaxies wide <laughs> um <laughs> that little spit of space, it's like non-turbulent, and so it's almost like this like peaceful place that you could just sit there and watch things get ripped to shreds. <laughs> and then eventually you'd get peeled apart and sucked into the event horizon, but... But like, whatever there. Do you think it would hurt, or do you think... Well, I mean, assuming the fact that you didn't just die in space just by exposure, like, assuming you could somehow survive going into the event horizon, do you think it'd be so fast that you'd just be like, that... Or do you think you'd like literally get to see yourself peel apart? 
Yeah. I think it would be so fast you wouldn't like have uh, time to process. What's yeah. on the other side, David? I need it now. Just ask Matthew <laughs> McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. I assume just the rest of your pieces. They're they're actually put back together, but they're just put back together in like real crazy ways. So it's just all abstract art over there. Yeah, it's just me on the other side, but it's pantsless me. Well, <laughs> that's actually usually me on this side. So. Put <laughs> a bone. Um, yeah, dude, it just blows my brain that we actually got a picture of this shit, and that we can. I mean, the fact that you can see times bending in a picture, like what? That's fucking crazy. <laughs> that is weird. To, like, really think about. David, what did you like... just send me? Um, an interesting, informative, educational video about black holes. <laughs> and, <laughs> and how the universe will eventually likely end. More or less. Is that what we, we, we were just talking about? Where there will be a time of all black holes, basically? Yeah, pretty much. Once once the last stars die out, eventually. But, like, even before that, like, the sun will be, like, consume us, essentially. It'll grow so big, right? Oh, yeah. The sun the sun will just envelop the Earth like, long before we ever even get close to the end of the, the heat death, like, the end of the universe. And this is when you just sit there in bed at night and you kind of, you, you just get, like, an existential crisis and you go... God damn it, why do humans only get to be on average like 80 years? Like, damn it, I want to see cool shit. And like, in the time scheme, we're a blip. <laughs> we're not even a blip. A blip you would notice. We're, we're not even like one piece of static on the whole thing. But like the butt and the blip, maybe? <laughs> I don't even, that's giving yourself too much credit. Well, I would like to take that much credit. Thank you. Fair enough. Um, I remember one of the coolest things in astrophysicists, I don't even remember who it was. Um, <clears throat> again, this is where there'd be a bubble, if I could remember this. Um, they said, like, we're all space travelers. We're, we're on a big space trip or spaceship called Earth, and we're just fucking hurling through the, at, the space at a crazy speed. Like, when you think about it like that, you think about how exposed we are and how everything around us has basically been battered to death by gravity. You're just like, ugh, this is sketchy. This is why I go around wearing a helmet at all times. Like, we, we're humans, so we're all, like, focused on ourselves and, like, our countries and our tribalism and all that stupid shit. And there's nothing we would be able to do if a fucking, just a comet came soaring in at us. Like, yeah. We we can't control any of that. We can control stupid taxes and you know cost of healthcare and stupid shit like that. But there's nothing we would be able to do about cosmic things like that. And it's just like, oh my god, we're all so focused down here. We're not even thinking about what's going on up there. It's crazy. Yeah. David, what are you sending me? You're sending me all kinds of shit. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Uh... <laughs> Do you want to just explain so, what you want to tell us about? It's um well, it's not really like easy to explain in a way that is as effective as reading it, but it's like um just a little a short thing that was published in uh, Analog Magazine in 1989 called "The Gentle Seduction" about oh. the singularity. 
um, as in the convergence of humanity with technology. Oh, okay, right, right, right. Um, and just sort of everything you were saying about kind of with regard to thinking about the future and how that kind of plays out in terms of our short human lifespans. Yeah. Um, this short story presents a hypothetical yet extremely possible alternative uh, outcome, I guess, to a typical human lifespan. Interesting. I think what's really fascinating to me is that this was, I don't know, written a few years after I was born and yet seems to be pretty on track for potential possibilities of uh, advances in technology and biotech and how things are going to just be with regards to the future and human life. Possibly, oh. at least speculative, <clears throat> I guess, but... I, I always like to be optimistic in the thought process that we're going to eventually get to something amazing, but I'm just <laughs> frustrated that it won't be in my generation. <laughs> yeah, so the uh, the little clip that I pasted the text in for the little conversation there, the next line that I didn't copy um, was basically just ends with it pisses me off that you'll live to see it and I won't. <laughs> it's like, mm, yeah. Uh, well, like I watched a Joe Rogan experience with Elon Musk a long time ago and that, that the shit just kind of really freaked me out a little bit watching Elon Musk be freaked out about AI. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, he has, he kind of opened my eyes about a lot of this, you know, like Joe Rogan's asking questions like, well, when do you think humans will be like connected to devices? And he's Elon Musk is like, you, you already are, man. You, you do it every day. You have an Apple watch on and you're using an Apple phone. It's just a bad transmission of data. We just need to get to a better transmission of data. But, you know, for AI, he's freaked out about it, but he's basically gotten to the, uh, the point where he just believes it's just going to take over and we're beyond the point of stopping it. So he's just kind of fatalistic about it. Yay. Yeah. My my here's my best case scenario for all of this. Assuming that robots don't and, and robot isn't here right now to defend herself. Assuming the robots don't get so smart that they just murder us all because we're just redundant and stupid and ruining this planet. Um assuming that they don't do that. Let's hope that robots are like, well, we can't have souls, but they've got souls, so if we keep them alive for longer... We can harvest their souls. We could, no, I was saying like more like we become one. Like, <laughs> eventually to where humans and, and robots are literally one being. Symbiotic. Like, an organic mixed with the biometric. I think that's, that's the future along long time down the road i mean it's it all makes sense i mean we're just going to keep adding to ourselves and adding to ourselves and trying to make ourselves live longer and longer i mean we already put all kinds of medical devices that aren't that are man-made in us i was i was like reading about ghost hearts and shit have you heard about those uh, i don't think so they're like 
basically hearts that are grown out of your own tissue. What? But they use stem cells from like pigs and stuff. And basically because it's grown out of your own tissue, you are much less likely to reject it ever. So you don't have to have a life of, of anti-rejection medicine. Uh, that is crazy. Uh, yeah, it's fucking nuts. Uh, let me see if I can bring it up. Basically, I found it because someone put a picture on, on online and I was like, what the fuck is that? And they're like, oh, it's a ghost <laughs> heart. I'm like, I don't know what that is. Can you explain it? I don't even know if I grabbed the best article. I just grabbed the first one. So hopefully it's not all full of lies. Um, but this is the picture that I saw and I was like, what the fuck is up? And basically what it looks like is a purely white heart with no yeah. blood in it at all. That's so cool. Um... And they're talking about how, like, 3,200 people are on the waiting list for heart transplants and only 340 found hearts in a year. So here's so, the problem. Oh, no. So, so they take a pig heart, soak it in ingredients commonly found in shampoo, wash away the cells until you're left with a protein scaffold that the heart... Uh, two, four, four. Oh, so essentially they use the pig heart to dissolve away most of the tissue until it's just the connective mass. And then they inject the heart with hundreds of millions of your bone marrow stem cells. And then they put that in a bioreactor. Sure. A box with artificial lungs and tubes to pump oxygen and blood into it. And then they wait and the ghost heart begins to mature into a new beating human heart of your own cells. That's some sci-fi shit right there. <laughs> that is some science fiction awesomeness. That science has figured that out. What? Man, can you imagine having a pig heart with your own cells stuffed in your body? That'd be so crazy. Oh. David, are you still alive? You're not I can't believe you're not talking about any of this. I was just sort of processing. Processing the the fact that you'd be stuffed full of pig pig organs someday. Maybe. Yeah, and I'm like, would you even really notice any difference? No, I don't think you would at all. I mean, maybe a slight capacity because pigs are slightly larger than humans, so there might need to be like a little bit more chest room. Maybe you have. Um, or maybe it has to do with when they kill the pig. <laughs> I don't know. Uh. But can you, like, isn't that kind of the end game that, like, we'll have surrogate animals that provide organs for us and so we live for longer and longer? I mean, that's kind of what they're thinking, right? I mean, other than, other than like, brain diseases like Alzheimer's, like, degenerative diseases like that, if you can keep your organs alive forever, right? You can work. And then I assume the real goal would not be to have, like, animal animals, but some sort of, like, a what do you call them? Clones or something, or something that would work that way. Oh, some creepy, weird thing that mm -hmm. is like kill me. <laughs> I hope it like... doesn't do that, but yeah, basically yes. <laughs> yeah, no, they actually make you take it home with you, and you have to raise it like a goldfish until uh... it's time to harvest it. And then you're like, I don't want to live without you. Uh, there was a movie a long time ago. What the fuck was that movie where, where like, the guy finds out that he's, like, basically a clone of, like, a really rich person. And he's literally just there for, like, organ harvesting whenever the time comes. 
And, like, this is, like, some industry where, like, rich people will just, like, drink until their livers fail and then just, like, cut out a new liver from their clone and then just get a new clone. It reminds me of Altered Carbon, but yeah. I don't think that's what you're talking about. Oh, I can't remember this movie. Oh, this is where another blip would go. Blip. Um, well, we'll figure that out later and I'll put that in. But, yeah, that movie was crazy. Have you watched Altered Carbon on Netflix, by the way? I have not. I'm really behind on everything, David. You know this about there's me. There's a lot of things. Yeah, it's okay. I'm in kind of the same boat. <laughs> I mean, there's so much. We're in the platinum era of TV now. I mean, there's just so much shit all the time coming at me constantly. I don't know what to do anymore. Give it yeah. I, I, I even got rid of cable, man. I just pay for internet now, which, by the way, my bill was like a quarter of what it used to be. It was awesome. I just paid it. It was wonderful. <laughs> um, what have you guys been up to, man? David, how you feeling, bud? Um, pretty great. I mean, you're up and about and clean and stuff today, so that, that tells me that you have most of your blood. I think so, yeah. And, uh, I haven't th- I've thrown up like once since I was in the hospital. Which is That's what you said before, crazy. which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, especially like I don't know, like just going from like being just it's sick like crazy. all the fucking time to like I don't know. It's been weird. Like I feel like I didn't realize like how fully like not only just like miserable and sick and useless I'd been, but like how much that had kind of led to like habit development where like I'm having a hard time like processing like what to do with energy and how to like focus better and stuff. Like I'm having to like relearn how to like be human. <laughs> not yeah, that I was were, ever even good in the fucking first place you were 50% blood David and that's that's, <laughs> and that's, that's not a high that's not a high performing David yeah not really well at least you know how much you, how far you can go on little blood now yeah I mean all things I mean, considered bo- I feel like shit I'm, bodies are resilient <laughs> yeah like really really resilient I read something somewhere uh, that like Basically, like eighty percent of gunshot wounds are basically healed. Like, if as long as you can get to the hospital, as long as it's not basically in your chest cavity or in your head, mm-hmm. they, they'll they uh, they can like eighty percent of people survive. And I thought that's fucking nuts that the body can handle that. Like, oh god, Whew. yeah, it's kind of crazy to think about. <sighs> What is that clicking sound? Um, probably my what? Xbox controller. Oh, I was going to say, why are you giggling? That sounded even creepier when you giggled. <laughs> are you seriously playing Xbox right now? Kind of. I'm not really paying attention <laughs> to what I'm doing. Um, I don't think you're paying attention to us because there was a huge gap there where you are just like, I was like, David, are you listening to us? And you're like, yeah, just processing. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was just processing at that point. Oh, okay, I, just, okay. I didn't have anything like useful to say or contribute. <laughs> what are you playing, David? Um, I'm playing PUBG, but I have it like muted. So this game like relies a lot on like your ability to hear like gunshots and like where other people are. Right. So basically, I'm running around in the world like deaf to what's around me and. Somehow I haven't died yet, but I also like no idea where anyone is or what's going on. 
just use it to your advantage and become better by not having that sense, David. <laughs> I mean, I guess, theoretically. Next time, play blind. Uh, David, we should have a gaming episode <laughs> where you and I just randomly play games while we talk. <laughs> yes. We could start, like, streaming on Twitch or something. Isn't that what all the cool kids do these days? I don't know what cool kids do these days. I heard cool kids put croissants on, on their, instead of cro- crochets, or, you know, the, not crochet, no. croissages. Instead of croissages, they're getting, they're putting croissants on their, like, on their palm lapel, on their lapel. Mm. And although I think it's funny and a pun, um, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> is it, is it a rejection of the whole stupid thing about like having to spend like 50 bucks on a corsage? Possibly. Also, maybe they're like, I'm going to be hungry later. Yeah. I mean, that's a great way to keep a snack with you. Do you have to get like a, do you have to get like a fancy croissant from like a baker or can you just get the ones from like, you know, Walmart? Um, I think that the important part is actually that you get some food coloring so it matches uh, the rest Ooh, of your ensemble. Good point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that oil will get all over your suit. Oh. Well, I mean, so are the flakes. And this is not, we're not going for a, for a clean look. <laughs> and what kind of needle do you get for a croissant? Like, do you go out and get like a fucking, like, knitting hook? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I would just love to see uh, some parent trying to take pictures of their kid oh, going no, to prom and going, "Hun, hun, you have a croissant on your shirt." It's okay, buddy. It wasn't no, supposed mom, to start for an mom, hour and a half. You're so stupid, mom. It's what the kids do. God, oh, buddy. Just oh, that around. What would you do? Sorry. Did you die? No, I accidentally clicked on a, a link that brought up a, a YouTube app on my phone, and then started playing an ad really loudly in my headphones. I was like, fuck! <laughs> How many things are you doing right now? Are you also doing your taxes? Uh, no, but I probably should file an extension on my taxes. <laughs> <laughs> God, just get on fucking TurboTax, man. No, I, I don't want to do them because I owe money, so then I'd have to start paying. <laughs> so if I file an extension, then I can start paying later. Yeah, tell them to kiss your dick. Pretty much. I just yeah. like last year finally paid off the money that I owed to the IRS. Oh. Now, I, now I'm gonna owe them more. I'm like, oh, damn is it. this because they don't have your deductions right, or what is it? No, like last year, I spent like I don't know what three three months unemployed and then six months working on 1099 contract and not. Oh yeah, yep. Yeah, uh, so I was like perfect about doing my taxes from like 16 until like two three years ago and then i ended up on contractor and i have just been a fucker about it ever since yeah i had to i remember there was a short period i was unemployed in illinois and i had to pay back that money yeah yeah so every time people are like this motherfucker on unemployment it's like you have to pay it back yeah there are a lot of people who don't actually understand how any of that shit works and it's usually people who a don't need it themselves and b have never been <laughs> yeah i mean like they check in and make sure that you're even like like going and like getting interviews and shit and i i, I mean it was a lifesaver for me it carried me between jobs so wait what do you mean you have to pay it back i had to pay it back in my tax return 
What? Yep. Yeah, it came up like it came up when I was uh like the first year after or whatever it was. It was something on one of my when I do my tax return it came up as something that I owed. And so I paid it out of my return. You probably made enough that year to yep. like not Yeah. Yeah. Basically, David, I went from a job that did not make very much, lost that job, and then went to a job that made way more than that. So, I uh, paid it back. Yup! Which is, I think, actually, like, partially tax-deductible, too. (laughs) I don't know. I can't remember. It was a long time ago. I don't know. It's weird. My uh, dickbag ex-boss just claimed that I quit instead of acknowledging the fact that he fired me. So I didn't get to have unemployment. Yeah, they tried that on me too, and uh, the reason they had had fired me was for some sales projection that they had never shared with me. And I went into the office and I was like, "We never even. This was look. Here's my contract. Here's what I'm working for. There's nothing in here about some sales projection that they never told me about. They just wanted to get rid of me and bring it, bring in somebody else. And uh, and she's like, "Yep, that's fine." <laughs> So, like, they originally said no, but then I went to the office and, like, met with them, and then they said they overturned it, and then I got, like, a quarter of what I was making um, a week or something like that. I had to, like, I I don't know, I went into the office to try to appeal it, and they basically just kept fucking me over, and then eventually I had, like, a, a phone interview with my boss and this, like, I don't know, fucking 70-year-old asshole judge who was oh just like, God. well, did you or did you not quit? Or I'm like, no, I did not quit. He's like, well, were you fired? And I was like, well, no, technically my boss didn't tell me that he fired me because he just sent me this letter that said thank you for quitting when I didn't quit. And like, I don't know, it was just super stupid. Like, wow. Uh, realistically, I guess I should have been like, yes, I was fired. Like, when my boss sent me this bullshit letter, that was him firing me because I didn't quit. And like I, and he I mean, did I it said for the that. explicit. Yeah, like it just didn't matter. And it's like he's doing it for a reason to fuck the system. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, how do you not understand that? Isn't that what your whole fucking purpose is? Like, are you kidding me, guy? And then I think at, yeah, at some point he said something like, because he was insinuating that I just, you know quit and was trying to collect unemployment and he said something to the effect of like you can't you know kill your parents and then like claim to be an orphan and i kind of like started seeing red and just sort of like stopped giving a shit at that oh, point yeah wow well, first of all, actually, yes, you can. <laughs> yeah uh, that's that's what scares me about judges that are like appointed for life <laughs> yeah and it was like this the guy, whole idea like, of that that he just fucking said that to me is just astonishing. I'm like, you're supposed to be impartial. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, and why are you lecturing me? You know, like, that's not your job. Your job isn't to lecture. Your job is to judge. Yeah. I don't know. Thinking about it now, that uh, still just pisses me off. And I, like, looked into what I could do to, like, file a complaint against this judge for being a piece of shit. But, like, Essentially, like nothing will be done about it. So I'm just like, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna drag myself through the dirt and experience more misery because of this shit. So, yeah, your your word against a judge has historically not gone well. Yeah, 
Um, and I'm not talking about you as in <laughs> you, you. I mean people versus judge. Yeah. Um, does, yeah, not a not good, good start. <sighs> Don't you love America? <laughs> Incidentally, like, my personal luck with judges has actually been pretty decent. Yeah, same with me, actually, although it's only ever been, like, small stuff. Parking. Or no, no, no. One speeding ticket <laughs> when I was like 18, and then a car accident when I was like 17. I, uh, I don't know. The judge that I had for that um, whole beer bottle incident with Bundy. Oh my God. That was a, a bit of a shit show. Yeah, yeah. But. Well, that whole situation was a shit show. <laughs> Let's just to be clear. Yeah. I can't believe that he fucking died the day that my probation ended. <laughs> so creepy. Weird. It, you know, like, not that this has anything to do with your situation, but, like, I got in that car accident I was telling you about. I got in a car accident when I was, like, 17. And basically, I kind of got fucked. I was turning left at a, you know, like, it's a green light, so I pulled out into the intersection and I was waiting for the cars to stop coming so I could turn left, right? And the lights went to yellow, and then they went to red, so I had to get out of the intersection. So I went to get out of the yeah. intersection, and a guy gunned it through the light and T-boned <gasps> me, and put and uh, knocked my friend unconscious. And uh, uh, so, like, the police officer gets there, he sees uh, an older gentleman that's in his 50s and he sees a 17 year old kid and just immediately decides that it's my fault Ugh. even though there was a guy, a really nice guy that had stayed around the whole time because he's like, that guy ran that light he, he mm-hmm. T-boned you, like I, I watched him run that red light, he's like, I'll wait until the cops come and he like gave a witness and everything, but the guy still said the officer still said that I failed to yield at uh, a red light so stupid Involving an accident, uh, and when I got hit, I got hit and I spun around and rolled into another car. And so there was three cars involved. Yeah. It was really shitty. Uh, so fast forward, um, I go to court. Court was crazy. Like I'm there for like a little itty bitty ticket, basically, and everybody around me is there going there, like going to prison. Like, <laughs> like there was guys around me that had like they were on their third DUI. And like open alcohol in the car and shit. It's like, oh my fucking god, dude! And I'm sitting there like, ah, I re- I I plead no contest to running a yield. <laughs> um, but anyways, they put me on court supervision. Months go by. I get out of court supervision. The day that I am actually out of court supervision, I'm not joking. I open up the uh, mailbox at my parents' place. Because I'm still in my parents' place at that point. And I pull out a note, and it's from a law office addressed to me. I open it up, and the guy's suing me. What? And so it had been, like, months. And after court supervision, after everything, I mean, like, obviously my insurance company had already cut a check and everything for him. He had been taken care of way long ago. All of a sudden, he was claiming that he was having, like, neck and back injuries. Oh, and he sent it through this law office. and But thank God, man, my fucking insurance wasn't just some shitty insurance. It was an actual reputable insurance company. And they immediately just pulled up the records 
uh, because they asked me, they're like, do you remember what he said at the scene? Like, did he go with the paramedics? And I'm like, no, he declined. And they're like, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> and they basically just got off the phone with me, called him back up and said, you got nothing, bro. And they dropped it right there. But I just thought it was so fucking crazy that the day that I got off, like when the day that I think everything is finally done yeah. and like it's finally behind me is the day that I get something in the mail that says you're suing me. That's <laughs> such a fucking dick. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Is it really shady and mean of me that the first thing I was hoping for when he ran into me was it just like piles of cocaine would fall out of his bumpers <laughs> and shit? No, that would have been hilarious. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, for reference, I died uh, in my PUBG match. <laughs> um, I got you hit took by that a... well. You didn't even say anything. Yeah. Well, because it was really quiet. I got hit by a car that I I couldn't see or like hear because it was coming from behind me. <laughs> and like normally, like the cars are like one of the loudest things in the game when they're like, <laughs> but like my character just started like moving forward like really awkwardly and like, what the fuck is happening? And then like I lost half my health and was like, what? And I like sort of turned around and I'm just because I was like kind of up against the wall. And then uh <laughs> so I got like hit by this car and he like kept driving, so I like laid down really quick and used the health kit. But <laughs> he came he came back and killed me because I was really disoriented and confused about being hit by a car. Imagine how confused he was. He was like thinking maybe he'll get a hit on you and then he realizes you're just not even moving while he's like running you over <laughs> and he's like what is wrong with this guy just like no reaction at all <laughs> just taking a ride on the guy's bumper like on mad max yeah oh much. god great that's awesome you made his night you made some like 12 year old in pittsburgh's night <laughs> yeah oh uh. <sighs> Well, guys, should we call it here and let everybody get a naparoo? Yes, please. Yeah, All that's right. probably not a bad idea. Yeah. Oh, bye! Bye! bye.